Hi, listeners. I'm Leslie. And I'm Liam. And we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant a foundational seed on how to grow your wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We're so glad you're here. Who do we have today, Leslie? (laughs) Today, I'm really excited to introduce my good friend, Sam. Uh, We actually went to high school together, but he's currently based in New York, um, working for Smart Asset, which is an incredible financial literacy tool and resource, and I will not butcher the rest of it. I'll let Sam enter that as well. Um, but I'm so excited to bring him on because he has a very, very specific knack and love for credit cards. And so we're going to be talking today about credit cards and answering a question from one of our listeners. Um, and I'm so, so glad you're here, Sam. So why don't you introduce yourself? And while you do so, what inspires you to find financial freedom? Why are you so excited about personal finance in general? Yeah, sure. Well, happy to be here, first of all. Um, so I'm Sam Lipscomb. I work for Smart Asset, which, like Leslie said, is a personal finance startup in New York. We help uh, people with financial literacy, personal finance, uh, just, you know, helping people, helping to empower people to make smart financial decisions. Um, it's really cool stuff. And uh, what kind of got me into the realm of personal finance to begin with was you know, my dad from a pretty young age always uh, you know, he, he stressed the importance of kind of, you know, being financially literate, you know, making sure that you have money put away that, you know, for savings, money that you're donating to causes that are important to you and money that you can spend on your own. Um, because, you know, obviously, as we all know, money doesn't just grow on trees and it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a resource that it pays to be, um, you know, pretty familiar with, uh, as for my more specific interest in credit cards, uh, a few years back, I got my first credit card, you know, not really knowing what to expect, just kind of knowing that it was something that, you know, once you get to a certain age, you should probably start thinking about. So I opened one up and uh, after I saw my cash back earning on my first credit card statement, I kind of, you know, a light bulb went off. So like, how, how have I not been doing this for longer? Why are more people not doing this? Exactly. And so I kind of, after that, just, you know, fell kind of head over heels in love with just the idea and helping people and myself included just to kind of maximize credit cards and use them responsibly and just see all of the benefits that are out there when you use them. Right. Um, yeah. No, totally. And Sam, Correct me if I'm wrong. You also uh, wrote for the Points Guy, right? Yeah, so I did. I wrote for the Points Guy for about uh, a little over a year um, during my senior year of college. Uh, I was a freelancer, a contributor, um, kind of about all aspects of credit cards, points, miles, even delved into a little bit just the airline industry in general. Um, so, yeah, that's my other kind of experience in the industry. Nice. And then I also have my own Instagram page where I, uh, you know, keep up to date on or you know my followers can keep up to date on kind of my points miles redemptions my credit card situation and other little tips and advice that I might have definitely well I'm gonna need you to share that Instagram handle with us towards the end of the show so yeah absolutely definitely throw you a follow um you know keep it going but 
in the meantime, I'm, I'm really excited, not just from, you know, your background, and obviously you've been writing about this topic for quite a while, but um, just because you are so passionate about credit cards and for a lot of folks, it, it's kind of daunting and intimidating if you don't have those conversations with your parents um, or if for whatever reason, maybe you do have a credit card, but you're not using it super well and you have a very different kind of experience or feeling towards credit cards in general. So, um, no, glad to have you here, Sam. And I really want to get your thoughts on one topic one of our listeners submitted. Um, and I'll read it out to you really briefly. They, they actually are thinking about getting a new credit card, uh, but not sure what type of card they should get. Um, they said, I have two credit cards currently and pay off the balances in full each month. One is connected to my, yep, yes, slight plug, pay off those balances. Um, <laughs> um, please do that. Uh, one of their cards is connected to their airline, and the other one is one that they just opened, it sounds like, for convenience with their bank. Uh, what should I prioritize in my next one, and should I even get another credit card at all? Um, I have absolutely no idea where to begin. <laughs> so we've got a lot yeah. of content here. I, I'm curious, Sam, what are your initial thoughts, feelings? you know, first gut reaction, what would you do in the situation? So my kind of initial, well, number one, something that I tell people a lot is that you, you can never have too many credit cards. Really? Um, Like, yeah, that's, it's, that's not a thing. I mean, that's not an endorsement of saying, Hey, yeah, you should just for no reason go out and open as many credit cards as possible. But having too many cards in your name, isn't going to hurt your score or anything like that. And I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I find, I won't say frustrating, but it, it's, it's interesting to talk to people about. There's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to credit cards, because, you know, like you said, whether you know, people have had these conversations with their parents or with, you know, other trusted adults uh, or not, there's just a lot of misinformation out there. And, you know, I have I have friends who I have a friend who I, I was talking I talked to him about credit cards a bunch and I convinced him to open up a discover it card which is a great card for students or a first credit card just because the interface is really easy and Mm. the cash back earning structure is really great Mm. um and the card came to his house and his dad ripped it up and threw it in the mail and said oh no that's that's gonna ruin your life like you don't need that wow and you know I can Mm understand I can understand that to a certain extent people have bad experiences in the past but the bad experiences aren't because of just a credit card what a credit card is it it just stems like anything from the misuse right um and so yeah my initial thought on that is like one you know if you if you're thinking about getting a new credit card and you know you're crunching the numbers and it's the type of thing where any sort of annual fee is going to be outweighed by the benefits you get from that card yeah um like that at the the very least is kind of the math that you should do. And, you know, if, if the card pays off, then, you know, you should keep it. The other thing that I recommend to people just from a, a credit score perspective, and keep in mind with credit score that the, the majority of a credit score is determined by your payment history. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're making your payments on time, your credit history, is, your credit score is not really going to change all that much. Right. Um, but one of the big things, another kind of big factor in determining credit score is your length of credit history and the amount of credit that you have. Mm. So I always recommend that if you have a card that has no annual fee, there's no reason to ever cancel that card, even if you are going to put it in your drawer and never use it again. Yeah. Um, just to have that card open, that's more credit as part of your total overall credit line, which helps your credit score. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, my first credit card to discover it, I haven't used that in probably a year or so, but, um, you know, it's, it's still good to have because that's my oldest, my oldest, uh, line of credit. So that, that mm-hmm. helps my score. Yeah. Damn, this is resonating a lot. And, and I think what you were just describing, correct me if I'm wrong, they refer to that as the credit utilization rate. Is that correct? So, yeah, it, it, it's similar. So the, the, the credit utilization ratio is, uh, like determined using your, your total credit line. Right. So, you know, if I have two, if I have two credit cards, one has, you know, a $1,000 line of credit and the other has a $5,000 line of credit. Um, and you know, like the, the statement closing balances on those cards are each 50 bucks. Then my credit utilization ratio is going to be 50 plus 50 divided by 6,000 or a thousand plus 5,000. Mm-hmm. Um, which also, which also affects your score a little bit. The only thing that's kind of silly about the credit utilization ratio is that if it's pretty, as long as you're paying your balances on time and you know, you're liquid enough to be responsibly using credit, mm-hmm. you can affect that part of your credit score really easily on a month to month basis. Because I mean, uh, like, let's simplify it. Say I have one car that has a $5,000 credit limit. In one month, if I my statement closes at you know uh, four thousand five hundred dollars, you know my score is going to dip a little bit because of how high that utilization ratio is. But if the next month my statement closes and it I've only you know the outstanding balance is fifty dollars, then my score is going to score is just going to tick right back up. Mm. And interestingly enough, the way that you can kind of play that is and i do this a lot of times with my with my uh with my cards if i'm considering you know applying for a new one and i really want to make sure my score looks as good as possible is that and this is really funny because this is something that i is always really hard to explain to people because it's just kind of nonsensical because of how much it (laughs) seems like you're trying to beat the system and how easy it is to quote unquote beat the system Mm -hmm. but let's say you have that one card with a five thousand dollar limit and you go out during the month and you spend $4,999. If you make a payment of $4,999 on your card, you know, two days before your statement closes, your statement is going to close with $0 and your credit (laughs) utilization ratio is going to be super low. Mm -hmm. So it really, I, I think more the point of the credit utilization ratio is it indicates to, you know, lenders through your credit score, if, you're the type of person who's spending a lot and not really able to pay it back mm. um, on like in like a very timely manner. Because if you're going month to month to month, always maxing out and you're literally not able to pay your balances back down. But but again, I mean, it's it's the type of thing that all you have to do is make a payment right before your statement actually closes, because only your the statement closing balance is what gets reported to the credit unions. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, that's one that's pretty easy to. To, uh, sure. to manip- I, I manipulate seems dishonest, but yeah, essentially manipulate. That's such, Thanks, Sam. That's such a good point. And I feel like I'm learning so much, even just in your first thoughts, because number one, <laughs> and to be transparent with you, I mean, I'm 22 years old. I have maybe what, four or five credit cards in my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, I, I have a lot of cards. Maybe I need to start getting rid of one. Like, you know, that's just a mm-hmm. fleeting thought. Like, you know, should I aim for a sweet spot of seven cards, 10 cards, whatever? 
But I think what I love so much about your first thought is it's really just how you're using it. Like it is a hundred percent how you're using mm-hmm. it. If you can figure out how to game or hack or whatever, whatever way you want to get around totally. utilization, do that. If you know you're the kind of person where you maybe are going to be running up that balance because maybe you're not as liquid. And so the credit card's actually going to get used a lot. Then you have to be very, very self-aware about that. But I, I love that. I, I don't think I even comprehended that myself of there is no true number of credit cards you should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think this is helpful, especially for the listener that sent in this question because they're thinking, I don't know where to begin. I am, I'm paying off my balance. Um, should I get one? Like, what would I be looking for? Um, and you mentioned like you saw your cash back. Can you talk a little bit more about what you look for in a card and what you'd recommend yeah. someone to look for in a yeah. card? And yeah, sure. Question, uh, yeah. Sam. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd love to add. So I think that's a great point is, is to answer the question of what kind of card to get. Can you maybe touch on cashback versus rewards? Um, do you want to have a card that is has advantages in both of those categories? Or um, can, can right. you add that into your answer a little bit as well? I think yeah. I pose something that could be unique to each person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll do my best here because, <laughs> th- you know, th- like – my one of my big pieces of advice to people a lot of times is, you know, like anything, credit cards included, have an approach to what you want to do. So, for example, you know, on my end, I really value um, using transferable points to book cool trips, you know, on cool airlines and, you know, transferring them to hotel partners and, you know, really trying to max out the, the, the cent per point value mm. as much as possible. I mean, you know, one of the coolest redemptions so far that I've done, um, it was 70,000 Amex membership rewards points for a Lufthansa first class flight from Frankfurt to DC this summer. Jeez. And that was super cool. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. Because it, Right. And, and essentially, I mean, like, you know, in the, like Amex will tell you their points are valued at, you know, one, between one and two cents per point. The value I got out of that redemption was something like 23 cents per point. Um, so it was, it was totally outsized. And that's, that's how I really like to, to, uh, to redeem my, my point slash cash back. And cause that's my approach, right? You know, I, I want to, I, I want to have as many transferable rewards points as possible. I'm not really as focused on just the cash back, but for somebody that is just worried about cash back, you know, like they, they shouldn't feel like, you know, they're missing out on anything necessarily by not going the route that I would, because everybody has different preferences and they're, you know, I can, I can, you know, somebody can tell me their situation and I can offer up several different cards that are just as right for them as, as any, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I guess that's kind of a segue into the difference between points, uh, points and miles and, uh, and cash back. So essentially most cards are going to be cash back cards, like in some way, shape or form. Okay. Um, for example, you cash back. Right. Yeah. So ca- cash back is just, you know, if your card is a one and a half percent cash back card on, on all purchases, that means every time you swipe your card, you're getting one and a half percent of that uh, that purchase, you know, put into basically a little side account, sub account within your credit card that you can then redeem for usually, a, you know, a statement credit, mm-hmm. or you can redeem it for a gift card, or sometimes you can redeem it for a direct deposit in your bank. Account. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially just getting cash back, you know, literally cash back from your purchases. Okay. Um, 
And that is the model by which, you know, points and credit card miles work as well. Um, I mean, one of my favorite cards right now, the Amex Gold, I earn membership rewards points from it. Um, and I earn one membership rewards point per dollar spent, you know, four per dollar spent on dining, three per dollar spent on airfare, and then one one for everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of the 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 main difference. There's not actually a huge difference. I could redeem my membership rewards points for cash if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I say there's not actually a huge difference between cash and cash back and you know points or miles the difference really is just what you can do with them right Mm. um a lot of cards you know and it's funny i don't know why this doesn't get pointed out more but a lot of cards uh, one that i i find people know a lot of times is like the bank of america like travel rewards card which technically earns miles right Mm -hmm. but they're not really you're not really earning miles you're just earning cash back that you can credit towards travel so, you know, that that to me is the way that you have to look at it is like you're not really earning miles because miles to me are ones that are super that are versatile enough that you can transfer them to different, you know, companies and book different type of uh, rewards mm-hmm. with them. Like it's, it's pretty it's pretty specific, whereas cashback is a really, really broad category where, you know, you can you can you can donate it to charity. You can get gift cards. You know, like I said, you can get a statement credit. You can get, do direct deposit to your bank. You can right. offset certain charges, um, you know, like the Bank of America travel rewards card. Um, and then so but then you have, you know, your Chase Ultimate Rewards points, your Amex membership rewards points, your city thank you points, which you can, you know, you can use to offset your Amazon purchases and a whole host of other you know, cashback uses. But um, if you're going to be earning those points, what I usually recommend is that you uh, try and juice a little bit more value out of each point. Um, than just just doing kind of cash back, which is ultimately one one cent per per point. But again, you know, it's it's not it's not for everybody, and that's uh, that's a point that I always try and make when I'm giving advice. Is you know, like you know the the points and the points and miles advice that I give. You know, like booking these trips. Now that's something that I really like because I'm a huge airlines guy. I love planes. You know, I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm super just interested, knowledgeable, like I, I, I love that type of stuff. But a lot of other people, you know, they, there's no need to concern yourself with that. If you're just your thought process is, hey, you know, I, I would rather just have the cash in my pocket. Right. I don't I don't want to I actively don't want to go through the trouble of, you know, figuring out like like how and when I'm going to book these trips and how I'm going to transfer my points and when can I find the right fares right. and stuff like that. And that's totally, you know, yes, it's not what I would do, but you know, that, that's, I think the whole point is that, you know, it's not, um, there's not a broad brush approach that you can really take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Sam, great insight. And, and to tie that back to the question of what should this listener be prioritizing, I, I think you're exactly right with a lot of those points you can accrue or miles you can accrue. Uh, where are you getting the most value out of those? And and something I would think as they, you know, seem a little hesitant on on where they might want to start to get a card. I think also identify what do you typically spend on, because you I know every credit totally. card will offer a different amount of points back, miles, cash back on each different category of purchase, whether that's gas, whether it's groceries, whether that's restaurants and dining, whether it's travel. Totally. 
there are so many different categories and I know I, I missed a, a bunch. I just listed off four off the top of my head, but, but I think the first thing to consider is what do I spend money on and where can I optimize all of those points that I'm getting in return for the money totally. that I'm spending. Yeah. And, totally. and something I like about what you said, Sam too, was, and for me, I, I love travel. I love dining. I probably actually like of all those categories, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Sign me up. But then when I think about, okay, I need to calculate cents per point and I want to figure out how, you know, this one card is going off of like four times the points, but this one card is giving me thousands of points mm-hmm. per purchase. Like mm-hmm. it just, it, it gets confusing to me. And so I feel validated that for me, I, I just go for my cash back cards. Like I like my cash back cards. I just, it, it yeah. makes so much sense to me. I don't have to think about it. I have to worry about it. I have my one car with American Airlines because I just got status there and I'm not really thinking about Congrats. thank you <laughs> slight flex no I'm not really thinking about changing what level are you airlines I just got to gold okay yeah congrats that's that's exciting yeah thanks <laughs> thanks I mean it's just repetition like I'm a creature of yeah. habit so no I I appreciate that and hopefully people listening to you are thinking like if my preference is not to think about my points I don't need to you know mm-hmm. I feel like there's right. some of that pressure too which which you made a great point about Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, hey, you know, you, you fly in American a lot. You use the credit card a lot. I mean, you know, you'll be sitting on a bunch of points that eventually you'll be able to do something really cool with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right right there. That's, you know, that's 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 your strategy. And, you know, I, I, that along with cash back, you know, if it works for you, then that's that's what matters. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like we really planted this seed on the topic of credit cards. What should you get? How many credit cards should I have? What should I prioritize? Where do I begin? I, and I want to make sure our listeners know in summary how they can blossom and grow and, and take the seed to life and, and otherwise inspire their own journey um, to wealth creation, financial independence, and, and, and personal finance hacks. So team, do we have any actionable takeaways to help these seeds become plants for our listeners? Sam, I, I want to let you start if, if you want to give little one minute takeaway for for our listeners out there yeah sure i mean just kind of active learning uh i think there's a lot of kind of uh you know when it comes to credit cards they're a bit taboo for some reason um and you know i think a lot of people they get a little bit uh you know knocked back on their heels and they just don't want to think about it and you know they say all right well you know i I, I do X, so I'm going to get this card and I'm not going to think about it anymore. Right. You know, I, you know, your approach doesn't have to be super complex, you know, but at least have it be some sort of approach saying, you know, the majority of what I spend on is grocery stores and food. So I'm going to get this card that gives me a good earning rate on grocery stores and food um, or, you know, something to that extent. Or, you know, I don't even want to think about that. I just want one and a half or two percent cash back on everything. Um yeah, so that that you know that would be my my kind of my biggest thing is just, you know act always be always be learning. Yeah. Yeah, Leslie, any additional takeaways you want to add? Yeah, no, I think Sam, you wrapped up a lot of the things that you you brought to the table here, which um, all made a lot of sense and really just came back to for me, it's all about your usage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. all about that approach, like you said, Sam. But it, at the end of the day, it is also all about how are you using these, these cards? Are, is this something that you are actively ready to go in and be intentional, not just about the points, but also about how you're spending money and, and really where utilization is. And if making sure that you're paying down uh, what you owe, Mm -hmm. because 
something that, you know, we talk about kind of jokingly or, or I guess not jokingly, but credit, credit card debt is like seriously a real thing. And that's totally. not the topic of this conversation at all, but um, in, in the effort of trying to maximize points and get the right card and kind of keep up with the Joneses, I think it's also so okay to do a little bit more of a deep dive too on, um, yeah. hey, how am I actually using credit cards right now? What's my relationship with those credit cards? And then if I were this person, if I was in their shoes, to your point about not having a you know maximum number, if you're paying off that balance every month, um, and you're feeling really good about that. And now you're thinking, Hey, I want, you know, to increase my access to credit. I want to continue to build my credit history. Then by all means, start exploring and, and yeah. but be intentional in knowing kind of where you are right now. Exactly. Like that's my biggest takeaway too. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's, it's the type of thing where, you know, some people may start off, you know, pretty small. And then, you know, as you learn kind of what you're doing, say, all right, now, now, instead of just doing cash back, maybe I want to give, you know, this more transferable point thing a try or, you know, you can you can always you can always just kind of update your strategy too, which is a, an important thing to remember. Definitely. And before we wrap up, I want to also iterate to the listeners. One strategy I hold myself accountable to is that I don't spend money on a credit card that I don't have. And totally. if you follow that theory, I think that'll allow you to ensure that you're paying off payments in a timely matter and you're not affecting your credit score, which can then affect other things in life like yeah. applying. No, for- that's jobs yeah. and applying to homes and apartments and so you want to ensure that that credit score is, is strong yeah 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 that's the, that's the biggest thing is just you know pay your balance off and pay it on time and pay it in full yeah no guys this is i feel like we could probably talk about this for a couple hours but of course being mindful of time here i want to make sure we actually highlight a real growth moment from a different listener and then help our listeners learn how to connect with you sam and all that great stuff but before I get too much into that close, I really want to highlight a great conversation I had this week, actually with Liam here, our co-host, and our good friend Donnie, who was on the podcast a little bit earlier. Um, I had a personal real growth moment as a financial coach, you know, as a host of this podcast, where I was thinking about, you know, hey, should I use some of my 401k money for a house down payment? Um, totally different conversation than credit cards, but uh, went to my support system, Liam and Donnie, and they were walking me through all the different, you know, pros, cons of leveraging that money, using that 401k money to put down a down payment if I should be looking at 3% or 5% or 20%. And guys, I will keep you posted as I'm along this journey of potentially buying a house or potentially following all the other, you know, five or 10 priorities that are on my to-do list in life. Um, but my real growth moment was just leading in to my support system, to people that were knowledgeable around me, but also could really empower me to make an informed decision. And I went into that conversation not really knowing what to expect and came out feeling so, so more secure. And you know what? Maybe a house I've been thinking about it for the past two years, maybe it's not something that I need to do in the next 13 months. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just so grateful to my support system. So real growth moment of the day. Lean in to your people, everyone. It's so valuable. <laughs> love bringing up these stories because we know there are so many others like us on their wealth journey, seeking happiness in real time, at all times. And we're so grateful to you, our listeners, um, sharing these stories with us, learning with us. As Leslie mentioned, her real growth moment where she was 
feeling that bud of becoming a plant was was leaning into our support system. That's what we do here on every episode. And, and we learn so much from people like you, Sam, people like our listeners that write in um, and from one another. So thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear about your challenges and your growth moments. So please continue to write in. Liam, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes, we would love to celebrate with you when you have real real growth moments and also help dissect some challenges you're going through. So please do go to the link in our podcast description to share those experiences with us. Um, We really want to help celebrate your goals, help you achieve them, and, and really just elevate our entire community. And we can't wait to be part of your journey. So in the meantime, subscribe to Seeds, stay up to date with the community as we get closer and closer to financial freedom together. And finally, Sam, huge, huge shout out for weighing in on credit cards. I mean, clearly subject matter expert, but also just such a great guy and, and really passionate about helping other people. So is there any way that we can follow you? Instagram, email, LinkedIn? I want to stay up to date with you, Sam. Yeah. Where sure, you? yeah. No, thank you. I mean, thanks guys for having me on. You can follow me on Instagram. My uh, my kind of points and miles credit cards personal finance account is points underscore university. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that more focuses on my or lately is more focused on kind of my uh, my travels and my my cool award redemptions. But I'm definitely trying to build that out into like a little bit more broad based uh, credit cards and even just general personal finance. Uh, uh, stories and just help and tips and you name it. Great. We'll, we'll put that in our show notes as well. Thanks again, Sam. Thanks, everyone. We will see you and hear from you soon. Liam and Leslie signing off. We're out. <laughs>